Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we are your hosts of the Too Vague Podcast. One word, two hosts, stories, trivia, and video games. I'm trying something new here. It's good. It's very descriptive. It's very, yeah, it's perfect. Excellent. My one listener approves. <laughs> and the word this week is rating. Rating, yes. First things first, Nora. How are you doing today? And what have you been into? <laughs> into? What well, have you been into? I'm, I've... <laughs> Drugs. Oh, Drugs. boy. <laughs> I've been pretty good. Uh, the weather in Chicago is uh, Midwestern weather. It was real hot last week, and it's been real cold and rainy this week. Yeah. I'm supposed to be up to 78 again tomorrow. That And Anna and I went to a musical yes. last night. Now, normally we see smaller venue plays. Yeah. that are more serious or uh, something like that. But this was at one of the big Broadway-type theaters downtown. Okay. It was really great. It's been so long since I've been there. And it, it's Alanis Morissette's Little Jagged Pill. They made a musical. Okay. They used her music. She did not write the musical. But she had things to say, you know, about it. And they used a lot of her music. Huh. And made a story around it. And it wasn't like a comedy, even though there were funny parts. It right. was about a, um, a mother getting hooked on opiates. Gotcha. And a um, bisexual adopted black daughter mm-hmm. in a Connecticut white neighborhood, <laughs> which she didn't feel like she belonged. And it says it's based on a book? Oh, somebody may have written a book. I don't know. But then they had to, if they did that, then they had to incorporate Alanis Morissette's music. Little Jagged Pill, the musical. It was good. It was really good. It says it is a book by Diablo Cody. So that's on the Little Jagged Pill, right. the musical website. It's so. on. Yeah, I remember that from the uh, playbill. I even thought about it closes Saturday. It's uh-huh. only here for like a week. Right. And I even thought about going again Saturday just by myself. Wow. It was that good, so, huh? Yeah. I, I really liked it. But I like Alanis Morissette music. Yeah. Even though it was a little more robust than yeah. she usually sings it. Right. Some of them were. I find her music Lilith Fair. Yeah. Which I like, by the way. <laughs> get it? Get it? Lilith Fair? No, I don't get it. Fair. I'm rating her music as oh, fair. Oh, okay. 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 Rating. Okay. Yes. Well, you certainly have mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. opinion there. <laughs> Subjective opinion. It also reminds me of my joke, very similar to this Alanis Morissette joke. When, whenever we have the state fair here in Arizona, yeah. people always say they're going to the fair. And I said, oh, what did you think about it? And then they tell me about the fair. And then I go, I heard it's okay. you're right it's like so that's supposed to be like it was fair yes yeah fair yeah midland yeah 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 maybe that's on my own target audience because i find that hilarious and no one else gets it that's definitely well i don't know if i should tell you about what i'm doing but it doesn't sound like you're interested in what i'm doing so let's just go on to the word (laughs) well no okay what are you doing what am i doing yeah well funny you ask (laughs) I'm laughing because you said it was funny. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) I want to start this by saying on last week's episode on the word heel, we talked about one of my favorite music video 
directors and movie directors, Michel Gondry, who I call Michael Gondry. I've called him Michael <gasps> Gondry my entire life. The entire. Oh, one of those. Okay. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. So I refer to him for the entire show as Michael Gondry, but his name is actually Michelle. I put in the show notes. I apologize for harm or any ill will that I've generated towards him and his family based on my ignorance. (laughs) I mean, if you really like his stuff. Oh, I do. I do. That should should, um, make up for it. Okay. The mispronunciation. I tagged him on Instagram. He still hasn't responded, but whatever. So (laughs) (laughs) we talked about this movie called Be Kind Rewind. And because of my guilt, I purchased that on Blu-ray. So I I made a a media purchase. So maybe I can contribute to his, I don't know, Uh kids college funds or or whatever. Right. Of the $15, I don't know how much that he's going to see. Probably a quarter. <laughs> I mean, 25 cents. If that, a fraction. Yeah. Have you seen Be Kind Rewind? No. You know, I'm not a movie person. No, I know. I know. Even but though it, there's things I want to see. I think you've seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I mean, that was... Have you seen that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it is probably one of... Michelle Gondry's more well-known movies. It sounds really familiar. Like I may have seen it at some time with brothers or husbands. We talked about it on the last show a little bit. It's one that Amaya brings up. Be Kind Rewind. He has amazing premises for his videos. I am just fascinated. I have a whole DVD of all of his videos because that's how he started out. And then he got into directing after that. And Be Kind Rewind has one of the best premises, but it is a premise out of time. It's a video store in a sort of a rundown neighborhood. They are competing against the big time video store across the street who has everything on DVDs Ah, and they still have everything on VHS tapes. Of course. Something happens where one of the friends of the guy who's watching the video store for his boss as he's on a business trip, something happens and he becomes totally magnetized and he walks into the video store and demagnetizes all of the tapes. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. So what they end up doing, so he doesn't get in trouble, is they film replacement versions (laughs) of all the... That sounds good. That sounds good. They refer to them as Swedish versions. Sweet? Yeah, like they're a Swedish shortening version of the film. They were on the spot and they tried to come up with something Uh quickly. uh It's like, oh, no, no, they're the Swedish version of whatever. So that's why it's (laughs) like 20 minutes instead of... Two hours. It shows uh-huh. them making these videos, and it's just a. That's what Michelle Gondry excels at: is coming up with these really interesting concepts. And what's really cool is some of the things that he does in his videos early on, while they're filming in the actual movie. Uh-huh. He uses some of the things that he would do in his videos, right? Kind of a throwback, creative uh-huh. ways uh-huh. to film things. It's really an interesting movie. Very funny. Yeah. I think I could do it better. Maybe that's not the thing I should say if I wanted to impress Michelle Gondry. Probably not. No, probably not. 
I think it could be more impactful. Someone needs to, you know, someone needs to remake that movie, I think, but you can't do that because what are you going to demagnetize? Oh yeah. Right. 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 I'm workshopping a period piece maybe that approaches the characters a little differently than he did, but Uh, I made that purchase because I was, I was feeling guilty and that's why I've been, uh, I've been (laughs) watching that movie. I think you might appreciate it. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Danny Glover's in it. Okay. Oh, okay. Jack Black is in it. Oh, I love Jack Black. Moss Def. I don't know Moss Def. Uh, rapper. <laughs> so anyway, I thought it was a really fun movie. Very interesting concept. Really kind of crazy. I'm sure on my many streaming channels, I'll be able to find yeah, it. Yeah, you should be able to find it. I think that is... A uh, good enough way to I could say what the rating is if I if I had it near me. I, I was going to ask about that. I can't see it being any more than PG thirteen. Yeah, it sounds. P- There's probably language. Yeah, possibly. That's but, it. But that's it. They still have that with PG thirteen. It depends on how bad it is. Right. The word is rating this week. Rating. And we'll start with a definition, and then we can get into the conversation about breaking down how arbitrary or. Well, I don't want to plant any seeds, but what ratings mean and now and what their purpose is and different types of rating systems. Right. We'll get to that. But the word rating, according to your friend and mine, Ox Ford. Mr. Ford. Yes. <laughs> languages. I think languages is his maiden name, maybe her maiden name. Oh. Ox Ford languages. Their maiden name. That's true. Their maiden name. I think... <laughs> The noun and verb, very similar, but I'll do both. Rating is a classification or ranking of someone or something based on a comprehensive assessment of their quality, standard, or performance. Yes. The estimated audience size of a particular television or radio program. The value of a property or condition that is claimed to be standard, optimal, or limiting for a substance, material, or item of equipment. Oh, not what pops into my mind. Yeah. They always throw in one that makes my eyebrow raise, and that's this one, which is any of the classes into which racing yachts are assigned according to dimensions. It's like, really? Oh, my you got these vague, 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 and then just very, very specific yachts. Specific, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. They're Ford. Ford. <laughs> Oxford does it. They're Oxford. Ford. They're Ford, yes. Oxford does it yeah. again. And here's one that I didn't even think of. It didn't even cross my mind while I was thinking of what this word means. Uh, it's kind of a, a dated noun. But an angry reprimand is a rating. Oh. When I look at that definition, I think B-rating. You're B-rating someone. But yeah, right. Right, right. right. But I mean, yeah. that's a, I guess, rating is part of the origin of B-rating. Right. And then also the verb rate. These are all verbifications. I think we don't, yeah, we don't have to go over these because these are just, is verbification. <laughs> What's funny that? word? Yeah. Making things into a verb, but it's the same. Considered to be of a certain quality, standard, rank. Right. To be worthy of merit, to be regarded in a specific way, assign a standard or value to something according to a particular scale. So these are all very, you can pair them up. Right. And then also they've got the same thing, verb archaic, to scold someone. 
Another one they have here is ret, which is the gerund or present participle of rating to soak in water or soften and separate the fibers. I don't know where that fits in. Uh, I don't either. Use over time for rating. It reached its peak in the early 40s, which I guess would make sense when we're going to be talking about the various systems of measure and moral standard stuff that was going on about artistic expression around that time. Now, see, here's the thing. Why are you talking about movies? Uh-huh. Because, because there's other things that get rated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Specifically in reference to movies, but ever since right. 1940 is when it sort of, it, it began its climb in the 1900s and then sort of reaches its peak on this graph in 1940. And then from that point forward, it oh. stays about at the same level from the You're 1940s on that, all the way on. That, that Google site that I don't, remember that tells you about right i am looking at the engram viewer yeah that's interesting the noun and the verb are probably the same for the origin late middle english expressing a notion of estimated value from the old french from medieval latin rata rata yeah rata from latin pro rata parte according to the proportional share and from ratus reckoned past participle of rare i don't you know what i didn't take latin did you take latin yeah i did oh, okay so a couple years in high school it's i mean it's the basis of uh, a lot of languages right all the romance languages and um mm-hmm. english even though english also has a lot of german germanic type right things in it too right e pluribus unum yeah what is that Oh, Jesus. Um, for many, one for many or for many, no, for, I don't know. I forgot. Unum is one, plur, pluribus is whatever that is. Many. I'm just going to look it up in the Google machine. Okay. Out of many, one. Out of many, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I guess one out of many, out of many, one. Yeah. Yeah. Out of many, comma, one. Good. All right. So that's e pluribus unum. Yeah. Let's not talk about e pluribus unum. You were just testing me. I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't do it subtly enough. You were supposed to not think I was testing you. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't do that intentionally as a mechanism for testing you. It just popped into my head. Whenever I say Latin, that's what pops yeah, into my head. Yeah, that's one of the... Yeah. Any disagreement, any new sort of definitions that didn't get covered in that by Mr. or Mrs. Oxford? I think the world of definitions of rating got covered. Okay. I think there's way too much, way too much in that. I think it should be simplified. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it was, uh, it should be simplified. You mean? The first, the very first definition you gave mm -hmm. for the noun. Right. That was it. That's it. Yeah. So they happen to have yachts that are uh, <laughs> 70 feet and they have to say, okay, this one's 70 feet. This one's 60 feet. 60 is going to be the B. Right. We're going to call that one B in our rating and 70 is going to be A. Why don't you just call them 60 and 70? Right. I'm sorry. It was just too much information. Right. I'm not a yacht 
yachter. I'm not a yachter. <laughs> yeah. My yachtism. Yeah. Yachtist. I really don't have the money to own a yacht. Yeah. So I don't really care what the classification that is or the rating. Well, I don't see why they need it. Well, I mean, that's I the thing. I don't think they I'm need sh- it. I'm sure that there are maybe airplanes, right? You've got your types of airplanes that Boeing makes and then they're you got numbers after those things. It's like DC-9, DC-10. Maybe those are are rankings or ratings that they are sort of arbitrarily assigning to put them into different classifications. I mean, I don't know if that's similar to the yachts. I never thought that, but... Well, I mean, you know... Oh, okay, okay. How did you come up with the AB, you know, or whatever for yachts, right? It still fits with the first definition. It all does. Yeah. So why confuse the issue? Mm. And I'm talking to the dictionary, not you. (laughs) Okay. So in the very first definition, you talked about all the reasons that something could be rated. Mm -hmm. That's great. Except who's doing the rating and who's deciding what's important. Right. Who's deciding what the highest quality of something would be. Yeah. And what is quality? It's very subjective. Exactly. Right. Rating is subjective, but I still think there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. And that that's odd because I'm I like banning books. Now, come on. You know, that's ridiculous. Ban them? Why ban them when you can burn them? Are you true? Hey, <laughs> let's get into some family history, buddy. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, it happened in our family. Yeah, yeah. Personally, we burned a lot of books. No, no. no. no I, oh, my I gran- know, I grandpa's, know. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go, but anyway, we can anyway. go down that rabbit hole later, but that is a way to control. Control people is control what they read and what they view what they know right yeah however isn't that what rating does yeah i mean that is exactly what it does but not in a way where you're eliminating it entirely rating is still suggestion i think for the most part Mm, but do people take it that way i mean do do, well it depends on it depends i'm not going to take my kid to this pg-13 movie without seeing it first or saying that you can't see this because it's rated r but i haven't seen it first and i haven't made my own assessment as to why as a parent i would not take my impressionable young cats why would i yeah right take my six-year-old cat to this movie bash could totally go he's 19 he's he's not even worrying about it anymore I understand that it is a device to classify things in a easily digestible sort of way. It's a system of classification. Yeah, and it's, it is supposed to be helpful. I mean, in the case of movies and video games and things like that, right? Right. But you can see where it can be used in a way to censor. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Which I'm very, very much against. Yeah. But um, you can't let everybody just go hog wild kind of there needs to be something where you're not hurting anybody else in any way yeah a moral kind of thing yeah but that's a not amoral and, and i understand that but that is telling me what i can and cannot eat and right. read and do and buy and you know in, a, in maybe in a subtle way and maybe a not so subtle way so that's why i have a problem 
I mean, a little bit. I understand what it's for. I understand it's supposed to be for good. It's supposed to give you a guideline if you don't have the time to watch everything your kids watch or read. I'll give you a general idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that part of it, but it just seems to me also, it's like you're oversimplifying the whole thing. I am? Well, I, no, 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 not you personally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the whole mechanism is oversimplifying and not accurate. Yes. But And what is accuracy when it comes to ratings, right? Right, right. It, it's also subjective. And many, many of the sites or articles I've read about, about the subject of ratings has revolved right. around how it changes depending on social norms and how that can affect the way something right. was rated previously and is rated now. We'll get into that maybe a little bit more when we talk about ratings in the ESRB. What is your thought on on that kind of thing with regard to, you know, just the nature of rating being somewhat arbitrary or if that's all I, that's all it can be as a guide but i i think it is arbitrary i think it is subjective mm-hmm. uh i i don't want to be censored myself in any way right but i think the parents parents of kids i'm if we're, usually what we're trying to do is make sure kids don't do stuff that might be detrimental to their little brains Okay. And so I think parents need to uh, take charge of that. And I know it's not always easy to do, mm-hmm. but there still needs to be. I, I still think the ratings are good because they're a suggestion. Right. But I don't think it's breaking the law mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, follow it. I mean, there used to be times where I wasn't sold a ticket to go see an R rated movie because I was 16. That is something where it's a law ish uh, yeah i guess i guess i don't i don't know although i don't know what the police call for selling a minor a movie ticket. yeah right <laughs> an r-rated yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. i don't know if there is a police call number right 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 you got plenty of 737s down at the movie theater on fifth or whatever i don't know right i think movies needed no, they didn't necessarily need, but as a matter of fact, when the Hayes, Hayes Code started. Yeah, you've been a part of that. I've known only the Motion Picture Association ratings that I've dealt with my entire life. I think it was in 1933, but sometime around there, 33, 31, somebody in the government decided that movies were way too amoral Mm -hmm. and truthfully they could do and say whatever they felt like only there wasn't like naked uh having sex that is in movies now Mm -hmm. but still it was something that this hayes guy and this little committee decided was just too much uh an example may west oh yeah is that a gun in pocket or are you happy to see me right was from some movie mm-hmm. before the Hayes Code. Right. After the Hayes Code, you couldn't couldn't do that. So after like 33 or whenever it was, movies got kind of, kind of dull, I think. 
<laughs> some I don't I don't know. Yeah, here we go. While the Hayes Code authorized a movie for distribution based on whether it was deemed moral according to an exhaustive list of rules, yeah, the current movie rating system was born out of the simple notion that the movie industry wouldn't approve or disapprove what audiences should see, but instead would focus on freeing the screen and educating parents to help them make movie-going decisions for their family. This is what is on filmratings.com, a classifications and ratings administration, the C-A-R-A. The sentence was way too long, so it was hard to follow well, it. I didn't, I didn't write it. <laughs> okay. Current rating system emerged for films. In 1968, when the MPAA, Jack Valenti. Yeah, I remember him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he used to be on TV. I mean, he'd come on like um, Johnny Carson. Well, Jack Parr show and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was Johnny, Johnny Carson by 68, yeah. Yeah. He was a good guest. He was a good conversationalist on those shows. Okay, interesting. I didn't know he was a guest and well-known in that regard. Yeah. The idea that something is moral and basing your distribution of that movie on an arbitrary assessment of whether it's moral or not, or maybe an exhaustive list of what is moral or not, is definitely a form of censorship. Yeah. You're right. It is a suggestion, but it can be leveraged and used how these things are classified, it's still censorship, is it? Is it not? Yeah. Well, like like I said, I don't think it's a law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, like, I don't know what there are ratings. I know there's no X rating anymore. They call it something else. Uh, but if it's R rated and somebody 16 tries to get in, I have a feeling that if they brought a lawyer with them... <laughs> The theater would have to let them in. It's, quote, against the law, but I think it's not anything that would be punishable. So when you think of NATO, what do you think of? N-A-T-O? Yeah. North Atlantic Treaty Association? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually NATA, but okay. Organization. Organization, yeah. So I'm reading this document I found at the Film Ratings website. Okay. Apparently NATO is the National Association of Theater Owners. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's kind of, that yeah, would be yeah. funny if NATO is deciding the, the fate of the movie movies that we yeah, are, right, we are right, watching. Right. The French and Italians are probably arguing about all the censorship they want oh what, Scandinavian movies oh yeah yeah let's get more yeah I was going more like oh no we we definitely need more war movies <laughs> oh yeah, yeah right anti-war movies maybe anti-war movies are better there is a whole process involving appeals and classifications that look like it was updated July 24th 2020 oh looks like they're serious about what they're doing X no longer exists. It's NC-17 now is the... You're cool. I'm sorry? Oh, I'm laughing because 17? Yeah, NC... Is that like referring to an age? Yes. No one 17 and under admitted. So NC-17 is just adults. Okay. So once you reach 18, you can see an NC-17 movie. Oh, interesting. But according to that, it's no one under 17 admitted, mm -hmm. whereas 
under 17 for the R requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. There's no law per se, yeah. but the motion pictures and movie theater association has that looks like it has this agreement the agreement with the nato <laughs> right well nato is the theater owners so they they and the motion right. picture association have this agreement that says that we right. will do this or not do this and, and i could see where a rating and i've heard many stories about movies historically that they want to get a certain rating to boost numbers they want right right, right. And so there are certain movies, if you put too much profanity in there, if you put too much sex or alluding to sex. And violence. Yeah, and violence too. One of my favorite movies called Galaxy Quest had to remove okay. some of its content. And I've seen, are you familiar with Galaxy Quest? Of course not. Okay. It is a wonderful movie that you need to see. You've got... Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell, Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, Rain Wilson. Wow. It's got a really great cast. The whole movie revolves around, it's not a parody of Star Trek, and you don't need to know Star Trek to watch it. Oh, okay. There is a crew of people who did a Star Trek-like show, TV show, back so many years ago, and they have a dedicated following of fans and you've got your captain who's played by Tim Allen who's like you know the leader and really Tim Allen yeah uh, Alan Rickman no he would no be the- <laughs> no Alan Rickman plays the Spock equivalent where oh he's, okay okay it's hilarious yeah, I see because that. I see that where he's like I played in Richard the third what the hell am I doing here <laughs> right 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 so comedically he's in the perfect spot that he needs to be right but right, Tim Allen right, plays right. the the captain, um, and, and each okay. one has their different role on the crew in the television show, but then something happens, and they end up going on an adventure. Oh, it sounds familiar, actually. It is such a great movie, and it's got great moments and funny. That movie specifically, there are things that were in that movie before that would have gotten it an R rating which would severely have limited their audience. Right. One of the things you can see, they dubbed it poorly, but Sigourney Weaver has a line in there filmed. It sh- you can see it. She says, fuck that. But uh, but she says something else in, in the movie itself. I mean, it's like you see that there's film. A voiceover. Right. It was voiceover with her. You know, then also one of the characters was portrayed more as a stoner kind of character and they had to take him out or or things around that because it would have gotten them a rating so so it's a a subtle form of censorship because it is it is you don't get to release the film in the way that you think you should robocop also another one instance where yeah in order to not get the x rating and get an r rating instead they had to do some things to the movie that kind of made it a little more scary than it actually was. Uh, There's a scene where one of the characters is getting shot, uh-huh. like riddled with bullets, and it lasted minutes, like this guy getting shot and shot oh and shot. <laughs> and they showed the person, you know, getting shot, and it looked campy, it looked ridiculous because it was like 
fake blood and right, all that right. stuff, right? It didn't look realistic right. at all, but they were told that they needed to change that and cut it down. <laughs> and so how they changed it made it seem a lot more scary if you thought about it, because instead of seeing the guy being shot up and, you know, all yeah. the fake blood and squibs and whatnot going off, you saw the shocked faces of the people who were in the room when that was happening. Uh, and yeah. it kind of gave it more, it made it scary because it put it all in your head. You had to, you had to envision right. just two instances of how things can be censored based on that whole thing. Although now I don't think anyone really cares. Do you, I mean, do you think people care about ratings anymore as far as movies are concerned? For the most part, no, except for little like five-year-olds or something. Yeah. Or seven-year-olds. You know, I mean, that's up to the parents. I think it's gone back to putting it on the shoulders of the parents because everything is so accessible now. So it's like, yes. instead of having to try and police it themselves. Right. Let the computer do it. Or block. But I mean, like anything else, there are going to be ways. Rating oh. things. There's also people rate on a scale arbitrary i guess yes. one to five you are in the neck of the woods of the siskel and the ebert oh yeah they're one of the most well-known i think yeah. people who would rate movies when do you remember watching or seeing or reading about a rating that some person was ranking the quality or the value based on what they like on a star scale or whatever I, I remember watching uh, Siskel and Ebert on TV. Right. Because it's, it's Chicago. Uh, and so we probably had them doing ratings long before the rest of the country did. Yeah. Do you remember the theme song? No. I do. <laughs> it's in my okay. head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can stop. Okay. You can stop. Ear, earworms forever. I know. But yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. But they only they only had two um two ratings. Thumbs up and thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yep. 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 <laughs> and no, honestly, that's a good way to would recommend, would not recommend. I mean, I think that's a simple way to do it. Yeah. Now they do stars. And I think what they did in their writing was stars. I know on the show they did oh. thumbs up and thumbs down. Right, right, right. Because they they work for newspapers. Right. Uh, Chicago Tribune and, and, and the maybe Sun-Times. the Sun-Times. Yep. Hebert was Tribune and Siskel was Sun-Times. But when they were writing for the newspaper, thumbs up and thumbs down didn't do much. Right. I'm sure they had to have something else, like right. those five stars or something. A scale. Yeah, but I remember thumbs up, thumbs down being the thing that they right. their, their shtick is. Yes. They would tell you why they gave it a thumbs up or thumbs down, what they thought about it. More often than not, they disagreed. Right, right, right. But I mean, it was, it right. was interesting to see two people talking about the reasons why. Yeah. That's where it was interesting. Do I care about why Siskel gives it a thumbs up if I'm looking at just Siskel or I'm looking at just Ebert? I don't yeah. care either one. When two people are sort of debating, that is where it's interesting. Right, right. And they did debate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's where ratings and rankings is more interesting is when you have two different sides. One person yeah. who likes it and why they like it and one person who doesn't and why they don't. 
I would much rather watch that or read that than something where a person says, this is garbage. Okay, it's it's all so subjective. Even watching two people dis, quote discuss it, yeah, it's it's, it's still their subjective. opinions, right? Yeah, yeah. What about restaurants? Do you rate things? No, no, no. But uh, there are, of course, rated restaurants with very specific Michelin star yeah. rating. One of them, yeah. One of them is Michelin. I always thought, what do tires have to do with restaurants was always my thought. You don't know? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, then I can tell you all about it. Oh, really? When Michelin tires started in the early 1900s, you know, like maybe the teens or something, they had their marshmallow man. I know he's supposed to be a tire, but a bunch of tires. And they wanted people to drive. The automobile was just coming into popularity. Uh So what they did was they started finding restaurants here and there, popular places, like I would think would start. And and they'd find these restaurants and they'd rate them and put them. There was a book and it was the Michelin Tire book of restaurants so that people could go. If we're going to go to uh, New Hampshire uh, or, you know, whatever, we need to go to this restaurant because the Michelin guy gave it Two stars. By the way, they only have three stars. One star is very good. Oh, okay. Opposite, right. No, three stars is tremendous. Oh. But if you get one Michelin star, it's wonderful. Mm. Just one star. If you don't get one, that's when you might feel left out. But maybe the Michelin guys didn't come to your restaurant. So anyway, it was started by the tire company to get people to travel to restaurants. Huh, interesting. And now it's, it's one of the most uh, well-known rating systems. Yeah. Very prestigious. They also have one called Bib Gourmand. Yes. It's by Michelin. Oh, you know that one. Maybe not. I looked at the site. Since 1955, the guide has also highlighted restaurants offering exceptionally good food at moderate prices. Yes. A feature now called Bib Gourmand. Yeah, that's so, I, and that's one I didn't know. To me, it was all high class places that I couldn't afford anyway. So. Right. When I think Michelin and I think cars, I think the concept yeah. of the Bib Gourmand that's what I think of. I don't think of, you know, like right, 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 fancy schmancy, you know, the pretentious sort of right, pretentious. That's a good one. Yeah, but you know, back in the teens, that might not have been the oh yeah case so much right. as now. But if somebody has Michelin stars, it would be nice to go there. Yeah, so. wouldn't you rather just be the person who goes around and eats at all the fancy restaurants? Oh yeah, I sure would. I mean, would I have to write about them then or something? Yeah, I think that <laughs> might be one of the things you have to do. You've got to write. Yeah. Other rating systems before we get into our brief discussion about video games. The the big thing is Consumer Reports. Oh yes, they, uh, they rate, and if you look at if you're if you're looking for a washing machine, let's say they have. A lot of machines they rate. They have very specific reasons they rate them for, you know, and it's all in big charts that you can look at. So they're very specific about their uh, what they're rating something for. Yes. They tell you specifically what they're... That's the big charts. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Um, but they don't have A, B, C, or one, two, three. 
they just tell you this is in if you're looking for the best for the money, this is the order. Yeah. If you're looking for the best, da da da, this is the order. Right. But it's definitely a good rating, I think so. A good rating, you mean good rating system? Yes, yes. Well, it's something a lot of people go to and believe in. Oh, yeah. Schools are rated. Mm-hmm. Like there's a four-star school. Right. Or there's, you know, you, the, the state has to give you that. Uh, also, think about it, grades. Yes. Grades are a rating. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's even sometimes subjective it can be yeah yeah depending on the subject i think too yeah right exactly because i'm thinking of like math and science well math particularly not as subjective no but things like creative writing art those things are very yeah. subjective and can't be anything but right so and and then the they, people try and rate books but we've been through that it's like it's like movies mm-hmm let the parents, the parents don't want somebody to read a book, you know, if they think it's bad, they're the ones who should stop it. But they do have various rating systems for books, different ways, different. You know. Right. Goodreads also has yes, a sort yes. of, yeah. And Amazon has a good system. Yeah. Well, good. I say it's, I, I don't know if it's good or not, but. <laughs> yeah. What does good mean? It, it gives you, <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. Exactly. Do you want to rate the rating systems from, uh. <laughs> there's an idea yeah Yeah. this one is ranked higher than this one because like nielsen ratings oh that's another one you know what i was just about to say that yeah did you want to talk about nielsen ratings but that's another one that involved chosen families right right so unless you were chosen yeah your input wasn't given Right. And many a TV show was canceled that shouldn't have been canceled, I think. Yes, they, they did depend on those. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think there was another one, not just Nielsen, SRA or something like that, that unless you were in the business, you wouldn't know. But it was like the Nielsen ratings. Mm-hmm. You looked for demographics, how many people watched, what the ages were, right. you know. Right. And that was my first job in advertising actually okay Okay. yeah that's a matter of how many people watched it right but people even fooled them because they'd leave their television on and go out yeah yeah you can game the system yeah exactly you Um, either game the system or accidentally game the system (laughs) right right right. very arbitrary too yeah did you watch did you not watch how long and the sample like you had mentioned the sample population was somewhat arbitrary yeah you know i don't i don't know for sure how they picked families but um mm. they, they certainly left a lot out you yeah. know i so. love lucy that was pretty high from 1952 to 1955 oh okay yeah. okay it was the highest actually and then for one year the sixty four thousand dollar question which i don't i don't know what that means like yeah the $64,000 question is, are ratings good? Go! <laughs> Interesting. Another thing about today's day and age, that the rating has shifted towards basically people. You know, you've got Metacritic. They take a whole bunch of ratings of oh. and combine it into an aggregate sort of, you know, like an average. You've got a spot that's for people who are just playing the games or watching the movies and their ratings. And then Uh a spot for all the people who do publications, you know, like your IGN or GameSpot or any of the 
Rotten Tomatoes. That's another another one who kind of. Combines. I was going to mention that. that. That that's what I thought it was. It that's kind of like how many people say they like something, right, or something to that effect. Anyway, yeah, accumulation of opinions. Mm-hmm. When it comes to things, it's like I may use that as a hey, I better check this out, but it's not a hey, I'm going to buy this. I've seen a lot of things where a game is ranked a certain way from reporters or people who are paid to do this. Yes. And then you've got people who are fans rated a different way or video game players. There's some interesting sort of things as far as that is concerned with movies too, with your Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb or any of those. But on a scale of one to boring how do you think our discussion of ratings was uh i I think you have a job editing well (laughs) that's always the case Uh uh-huh no i meant (laughs) that isn't what i meant (laughs) (laughs) i think i think some of the things were well like the definition right one to boredom Hmm. so that means one's high yeah oh that's interesting just say one and we'll move on Four. No. <laughs> <sighs> All right. One, one, one. Excellent. It's subjective, remember. It is. It is subjective. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So video games. Have you ever read any video game rankings? I know that right now you have been playing Grim Fandango. Yeah. Which is a game from back in my day. Yeah. What are you thinking uh, about that game as far as rating it oh. so far, what is your rating of that on a scale from one to 10? Uh, oh, are we talking about playability? Are we talking about interest? I don't know. Uh, okay. That's all up to the reviewer, right? I haven't played enough of it to really give up exactly. an honest yep. rating. That was more my point was, was kind of, have you completed it? Yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. And I have not, right. so... <laughs> I get the impression sometimes reading people's reviews of games... Right. After I've played it, sometimes it's like I get the impression that they didn't play through the entire game, and it's like you're on a deadline. And then I got to thinking, right. how many people do that for other forms of media? But video yes. games seems specific because it requires... A nebulous time commitment, depending on which game. It, yeah, you're that's what I was going to say. Much, probably much longer than watching a movie. Definitely much longer than watching a movie, or about the same as reading a book. I don't know. Maybe maybe it could be a little longer than reading a book. It could be a little longer. It depends on the right. book. Yeah. But I mean, usually with the book, it's like you have to read the book in order to rank it, although or rate it. Yeah. But I, I don't right. know. Do you ever get the impression by reading? I don't think you read people's ratings, right? No, I do. I do. First of all, I, it, it depends. Is it a newspaper or a professional doing it? I don't necessarily agree with them, but they might pique my interest yeah. for something. But I don't. I mean, they, they definitely can have a different opinion than me. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And right. I mean, and that happens like you were talking about before with movies where somebody might pan up critic might pan a movie but they have so many fans right it doesn't matter yeah um but i do i read reviews of lots of things Mm -hmm. 
but I, I a grain of salt kind of thing. Oh yeah. I you know definitely. And sometimes you know the reviewer. I mean, not personally know him, but you've read before and you get Familiar, an idea of how right of how they yeah 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 and how that that compares to what you think. Yeah. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I have watched a movie because a certain person has given it a poor rating. That would be lying if I said I'd never done oh. that. Oh. <laughs> but there are certain people that I've kind of like read their reviews and I know if they don't like it, I'm going to like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, maybe that's an indicator that I've read too many reviews of something. But if you read a body of their work, you kind of, that that's another right, thing. Right. If you know what they like and what they are critical of, but do you have time to read all of their reviews is the question. I, I would think it would be over a long period of time. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Get, yeah. The, get the idea. So, and um, some of these things where you see like on a Kotaku or whatever, it's just some person who writes in and says, oh, here's my rating. And, right. and it's like, oh, how many things did they write? Oh, two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. I don't know what this person thinks of. There's like rating a game based on what you like. But then also... There's the rating of a game very similar to what we were talking about with, the, I guess, the Hayes Code and, and then later. Are you familiar with the ESRB? Only that you've mentioned it, but I have not looked it up or anything. Yeah. Uh, the ESRB stands for the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. Okay. They rate games similarly to the way you've got things set up for movies they've got an e for everyone they've got everyone 10 plus okay which is content generally suitable for ages 10 and up yeah but it may contain mild fantasy violence mild language oh yeah um, right. t for teen suitable for 13 and up uh mature which is uh, 17 and older and the kiss of death which is adults only 18 and up. Oh. <laughs> what what people in the gaming industry call the kiss of death. If it gets ranked that, you got no, no, you know. Uh, because you're, yeah. Established in 1994 by the Entertainment Software Association, formerly the Interactive Digital Software Association, the IDSA, in response to criticism of controversial video games with excessive or violent sexual content, particularly after the 1993 congressional hearings. There is a link to uh, C-SPAN. You can look it up online if you just type in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay. Because apparently Congress doesn't talk too much about Mortal Kombat, usually, in day-to-day -day business. True. <laughs> December 9th, 1993, the video game violence sort of thing where they talked about yeah. a couple of games if you look at them and compare them to today's games, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen, there is an Atari 2600 porn game company that came about towards the end of the life oh of, yeah, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like you look at it and go, okay, that's a porn game. Uh, oh. <laughs> one of the games that was a part of this discussion about violence against women or just violence in general. Everyone knows Mortal Kombat, I think. Up until that point, there wasn't really a rating system in place. And when there was talk of this congressional hearing, that's when your entertainment software companies started thinking about um, this. Yeah. 
a similar system to movies, which before didn't exist. Arcades. Right. I don't remember any pornographic arcade games. Well, I do remember one, but they didn't have it in normal arcades. Oh. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Oh. they did have it at truck stops. Let me tell you that. Up until that point, you had games. And I don't remember ever seeing anything pornographic or excessively violent. Maybe I didn't put two and two together with the way the graphics were. Yeah. At a certain point when the graphics became of a certain quality, that's when there started to be concern about violence being depicted because there was a component that was realistic. Oh, okay. When you incorporate your realism into a video game is when the conversations about violence start, I think. Yeah. Before that, Donkey Kong throwing a barrel onto Mario and squashing him. Right. Uh, yeah, that's violent. It's really violent. Well, yeah, says the Roadrunner and his, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know. Exactly. Which also television is rated like that in these days too yeah one of the games that was talked about in this congressional hearing was a game called night trap you are a player on the end of a camera system okay and you have access to different video cameras and okay you are a member of the sega control attack team okay with the acronym scat <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that should have been the big clue that they had no friggin' idea what was going on is the fact that they let that one slide. Right, right. You're a member of the Special Control Attack Team is what it was called in later releases where it wasn't released on the Sega, but it was a Sega originally. You're given the explanation that there have been disappearances of teenage girls who were last seen at a uh. winery estate from the Martin family which consisted of Victor, his wife, Sheila, their children, Jeff and Sarah, cousin Tony. Missing girls were invited to stay for the night and then they would disappear. Right. When police, for some reason, could get the job done. Yeah. And the police were like, oh, the girls left safely. But, you know. then the <laughs> I, I do remember. I do remember watching. Okay. Okay. Watching something to that effect, yeah. yes. But they didn't let the police search the property, of course, because, you know. Right. Then the police <laughs> the police handed the case over to Scat. Oh. <laughs> Is that like bear scat or, you know, wolf scat? I don't, right, exactly. <laughs> this is another one of those things where it's video game sort of logic. So what they did when this was, case was uh, handed over to SCAT, I thought they put the traps and the security cameras in there, but apparently they were already there. Oh. So they investigated the house and discovered a series of traps and security cameras. Oh, okay. And an operational unit in the basement to control the apparatus. So what you are doing, you take over their system so you can watch the video cameras and activate the traps, uh -huh. but only if you have the proper code. So anyway, of course. essentially what you're doing is you're watching these teenage girls, uh. one of which an operative that was placed amongst them, uh. who is played 
by Dana Plato. Oh, yeah. 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 Formerly of different strokes. Yes. Yeah. At a point in her career where she was trying to build back up her, you know. Right, right. She had some child star problems, but then this is her first sort of getting back into. Coming, yeah, coming back. She was the operative and she's the only one who knows that the cameras are there. So she would break the fourth wall a lot with you if anything needed to be done. But the other, the other girls in there were not aware of the cameras and the house is, has the traps in there because the family is a family of vampires. Ah, had to be something. Yeah. Right. But the house has this group of invaders called augers, which are vampires who need blood to survive, mm. but aren't aware. They're more like zombie vampires, essentially. Okay, okay. <laughs> They're zombie vampires that can operate technical things, I guess. <laughs> because they, <laughs> they have this weird claw-like thing that they can put around someone's neck and extract their blood. So I don't know which ah, auger okay, okay. created that. But essentially, the family of vampires is sort of different from the augers. They've got to keep the augers at bay. So they've got the house that has the traps so they can trap them or whatever. What the family does is they invite, spoiler alert, what the family does is they invite these groups of girls because who else would want to go to a winery but underage teenage girls? I mean, yeah, that's another big plot hole right there that I just realized. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> You're inviting high school girls to a winery? Really? Right, right. Okay. Right. As teenage girls do, they're treating it like a slumber party. But then, of course, these augers are after them. They don't know what's going on. Not only are the augers after them, but the family members are trying to get their blood. So uh. what you end up doing is you are you're trying to trap all these augers so they don't kill off... <laughs> the girls or or the family members. So then you can send all the family members to jail for harvesting the girls previously for their blood or whatever. Right. Right. It is a really weird convoluted story. Uh, Yeah. And this is something that Congress felt needed to be uh, improved (laughs) or what? (laughs) What they thought was, it was violence against women. Oh, okay, okay. But it wasn't any more violent than any of your B-grade horror slasher movies. It was nothing like those. Yeah. It was a concept that, the concept itself was more originally Rob Fulop, who was one of the Atari game developers, established this company, and they were working on and pitching to Hasbro a series of games or technology that would allow you to watch and participate in basically a movie, a sort of a narrative. Oh, okay. And they had a little mock-up that was sort of a clue-like thing where you had to solve a mystery. Yeah. And it was also, similarly, you had this set where it was different rooms and you would be able to see things that happened in those rooms. And then eventually you would get to a point where you could Mm -hmm. accuse whoever the murderer was or, you know, unmask the murderer. This game concept was inspired by 
an actual play, the mm-hmm. play Tamara in 1981, which was a play that ran 13 different parallel storylines in, oh, in 13 different rooms. And the audience would need to decide which stories they wanted to follow by going from room to room, which seems like one, it seems complicated, overly complicated, but also it depends on the way it is. It's like if the audience is deciding, then the cast needs to change the room, the the stage and the thing, right? It's like you've got 13. So think of 13 storylines moving along simultaneously but each in a different room but then your play audience i don't know if they are allowed to freely move about yeah it's or if they make a decision as an audience and then they move to whatever room is the one that they move to i I would say 13 storylines is too much to make decisions about oh agreed i agree yeah, I entirely you know. agree. But, but I mean, that was kind of the inspiration, yeah. right? Was uh-huh, that kind uh-huh. of thing where you could look at what's going on in different rooms of a house and kind of figure out. Yeah. The prototype game was Scene of the Crime. There was a five-minute demo that they gave to the people who were in Hasbro. And uh-huh. then in 1986, Hasbro, the team flew out to Hasbro and pitched uh, the technology piece They liked the system and gave funding to further development of the technology and games for that. This was in 1986. So then they began to work on a more comprehensive game that was an engaging experience. Okay. The the company itself originally was at a place had a plan for an interactive movie based on a nightmare on Elm street. Jeez. But then they said, no, duh. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Asbro yeah. doesn't want to do a nightmare on Elm street, but I mean, you could see where they were kind of going to maybe end up. Right. Yeah. Wow. So what they did with the night trap game, they kept on getting notes about how things would be too violent. Like one of the things that they said, initial idea was to take, the scene of a crime to an extreme with a billionaire leaving an extremely large sum of money in a house to someone and it's guarded by a state-of-the-art sort of system. Billionaire's daughter is staying at the house with her teenage friends when the house is attacked by ninja burglars who are attempting to steal the money. That was the original concept, right? Oh, okay, okay. So that concept morphed into the concept I told you about earlier <laughs> where you had the vampires. Oh, yeah. Geez. So the vampire concept, the reason they developed this weird, there's a weird sort of collar thing that extracts the blood of the victims. Yeah. Right. 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 Which is the thing that the Congress people seem to be appalled with Jeez. but the reason they put that in there as a such a ridiculous device yeah is because they couldn't have reproducible violence in the game according to Hasbro it had to be something that was so ridiculous that no one could possibly right right and so the very thing that was so ridiculous that no one could possibly reproduce is what yeah congress clued in on as being violent against women. Now, 
I mean, if that doesn't say something about how out of touch Congress is, I have no yes. idea what does. Yeah. But yeah. let's not get into a political discussion. Let's yeah, just say, I know. I know. I, think, I, I could. <laughs> okay. And you can see videos of it. There was a re-release of the game that came out that was a 25th anniversary sort of version of this game, which you can get on Steam. It includes oh, yeah. a very interesting sort of documentary about the making of the game and along hmm. with the principal designer and the whole history that I told you. You can see it on YouTube or you can buy the game and see it. But it's very interesting how a concept that seemed like it could be a fun game to play right. that wouldn't be a big deal in today's day and age right. became this thing that prompted the creation of the ESRB, uh. which should have probably been done in the first place, honestly, when, when games started getting that way and people seemed to be trying to push the envelope since the creation uh. of the ESRB, it's like right. you get to a point where you're trying to Okay, let's push the envelope a little bit. Right, right. And social norms and things change. That's what I was thinking. I mean, the Game Night Trap was finally rated as MA for mature, but okay. I think the rating on it for the re release was T for teen. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 I could see. I could see that. So, a video game that relies a lot upon movie sort of footage. I mean, in the game itself. Yeah by today's standards, wasn't fun to play. But by those standards back in the day, it was something brand new. Ah. Eventually, Hasbro sort of dropped the whole idea of creating their own system, and Sega picked up the idea. Uh, And then it was ported to other CD game systems. It was released in 2017 and 2018 for its 25th anniversary it's been cited as one of the worst video games of all time, but that is that is a rating system where people say it's the worst of all time. That's a ranking, right? It's the difference between a ranking and a rating. But, yeah, right. But I mean, that's all very subjective, and you're not taking history into account when you rank a lot of times. Right, yeah, yeah. When also, as illustrated by Night Trap, it was something that was ruined. Also, this is, I thought... It was a very interesting sort of thing. It was a concept that could have made a very good game, but was ruined by a couple of things that were just suggestions. I mean, you could have alluded to a lot of these things, you know, like with the vampire or with the thing with the blood extraction device. Yeah, It's like they would show that on screen because it's ridiculous and it couldn't possibly create something that would do that. Yeah. It was the reason why it was violence. Wow. Yeah. Also, check out, if you like and are interested in politics or the way our government works when it comes to certain things like this, this is a very interesting video to watch on C-SPAN where you can definitely see how elected officials are making decisions about things that they don't understand. Right. I, I think that Congress definitely was having this hearing for the, for the right reasons. But when you don't understand something and you have that hearing, what is the value of it? Yeah. I could tell you none of them played that game. It was a piece that was taken out of context. All these illustrations of making a judgment on something that you don't have the full picture. I, I think that happens 
more often than it should. Oh, yeah. You and know, every, it still does. Yeah. yeah. And every kind of rating that you can think of, it might. Yeah. As far as something subjective like a movie or a piece of audio or it's all based on personal taste. But as far as who should and shouldn't watch something. Yeah. Maybe just having it as a standard. It's a guide and I don't think it's enforced. Right. I think right. They, at early on they tried to. GameStop wouldn't sell you something. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Selling. But now anyone can go online and buy a game. Well, all they have to do is check the little box that says I'm over 18 or whatever. Right. And use their parents' credit you know. card or. Yeah. 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 And let me just say also that game systems in general, they do have things that will based on your ESRB rating, allow or disallow you to access that game. But you have to, as a parent, set that up through right. console. When you came over, I was half tempted to set that up just to see if, just to, <laughs> just to see how it would work when you tried to play a game that was violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your final thoughts on ratings. I think they're all subjective, no matter how specific you get mm-hmm. on the information you're using. Right. But I still think they have, they can be used as a guide, mm-hmm. but parents should be aware. If we're talking about rating games or movies or TV or even books, uh, parents should be aware and have something to do with how to use the ratings. Oh, yeah. In the end, they are who should be making the decision, thumbs up, thumbs mm-hmm. down, which dad would make made several decisions that my mom wouldn't make as far as movies were concerned that he would let us watch oh yeah but mom wouldn't that i think that a lot of that is up to the parent to make that decision anyway and as long as there are tools i think the srb and the rating system is a tool does it replace you as a parent watching or playing not exactly but it is a guide that you can use to make that decision if you don't have the time to do so. Right. Now, there, there is a problem. There is one problem with parents being in charge, kind of, not in charge, but helping, is that there are a lot of kids out there who basically have half a parent. Like they, they're a single family, right. but their parent is gone most of the time. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, there's... Uh, situations where, you know, we all think, well, our parents wouldn't do that. Or, but there are play, there are kids that don't have much in the way of parents. Right. Or they have right. parents who don't give a shit, you know. Yeah. So that's another program. <laughs> yeah. That's a different problem. Yeah. Bad parenting. I've met some wonderfully balanced people who have had horrible upbringings. Yes. I've, I've met some really amazing people that have had a lot of problems with their parents being abusive or doing these things. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that, it, it depends on the individual you can have. It's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, someone yeah. who's making their own determinations may turn out great. They may not turn out yeah. well. Parents involvement. I mean, if I was a parent to anything yeah. other than two cats, yeah, right, right. I would, I would want to be involved in my child's life as they right. were raised. And this is not to draw any comparisons to the way I was brought up at all. <laughs> yeah. I would want to raise them to be 
kind and understanding of other people's point of views. And if that meant right. my 13-year-old watching an R-rated movie that I think is had, makes a good point, well, then that's my decision to make, and I'm going to make that decision. But still, it's up to me as a parent. And we're going to have good parents and bad parents. Right, right. And are the bad parents... Yeah, that's like I said, another show. Right. <laughs> Ratings shouldn't be your substitute parent. They should only be used as a guide. Yes. Anyway. That's what I think. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, I said, uh-huh. Yeah, right. A lot. That's what you agree with. Okay. I agree with your affirmative. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Nora, for joining us on the show today, talking about the word rating. Once again, a word that you don't think really... Anyway. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to add something there? Okay. I don't know. Maybe not. A word that is subjective. Yes, is subjective. Make your own decision. Right. As long as you have a brain. Oh, yes. Oops, that's another show. That's another show. Another too. show too. Yeah. <laughs> if before you meet the wizard. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yes. I don't want uh, the scarecrow making decisions about yeah. what games and what movies my child watches. Right. But anyway. Right. Again, with the tangents, kind of late with the tangents yes. this time. Yeah, it is. Thank you, Nora, for joining us on this week's episode. My name is Ben. I'm Nora. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>